With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If the Steelers were somehow able to practice today on the south side, just be transported from all over, and they were to break huddle their offense, left to right, their offensive line would have exactly one sure thing. And you know what? I'm not even that sure about that sure thing. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers that can be heard every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning, here on the DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. David DeCastro, you would think, is that sure thing. Multiple times an All-Pro, multiple times a Pro Bowl selection. Respect from his peers around the game, certainly within the team. And yet, at the same time, there's something off there. There's something off about what happened with Dave in 2020. And there's more stuff that I'm hearing that would suggest it would be even further off in 2021. Let's go over this offensive line. Breaking huddle, right? Left tackle. Alejandro Villanueva is almost certainly not going to be back, and that's a positive. He did not perform well at all. He gave everything he had, I believe, to make sure that Ben remained upright through the entire schedule. They all did, but that was about it. He was getting scorched over there for the most part on pass blocking and achieved almost nothing on the run block. He's a free agent. He's either going to retire or sign elsewhere. I believe it's the latter. Zach Banner is going to be the left tackle. Matt Filer was the left guard most of the season, somewhat against his will. He wanted to stay over at right tackle. Mike Tomlin talked him into moving to the interior because of the team need. And then when Filer was replaced by Kevin Dotson after Filer hurt his peck, uh, you know, it wasn't close. I mean, Dotson was that much better. So you're going to have a new guy at left guard again. At center, no one has any idea right now. Uh, it's not going to be a, a peak of his career, Marquise Pouncey but it might well be someone who was at least as good as Marquise was last year because he dropped off. And then there's Dave. And then over at right tackle, you have Chuksakorafor, who's probably the steadiest commodity out of everything that we're discussing here, believe it or not. He played every game except for starting the very first one because Zach Banner was over there for the opener in East Rutherford. But after that, it was all Chooks, and he held up by every measurable account, pretty well. So it sounds like you at least have the makings of a solid right side of the line, and then you can hope 
that what you saw from Dotson wasn't a fluke. You can hope for the best for Banner in switching from right to left, and then you can hope that the Steelers find themselves a capable center. So it would feel like the last thing that you'd want to do would be to unplug the one guy left who's got all the credentials. And at the same time, if you watch film on Dave and how he performed in 2020, as I have, if you look at the deeper analytics, and yes, those do exist for offensive linemen, they'll support what your eyes tell you. He was kind of okay on the pass block. Again, they all were. But couldn't do a thing with run blocking. Couldn't get you the extra six inches of a hole that your running back would need. So what are you doing? What are you doing? He's 32 years old. There's a $9 million uh, salary and cap hit attached to the final year of his contract. He's probably this close to retiring. He's lost all of his buds. All of them. I mean, name them all. The whole group that he was there with. And that's a tight, tight group. And Dave's an emotional, emotional guy. Who gets connected to people. There's just nothing that I like about it. It feels like hanging on for the sake of a contract. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're paying around 200 bucks a month for cable, as most of us do, Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports, and now including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to FuboTV.com DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time. FuboTV.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. I got to tell you, it's no fun saying anything negative about David DeCastro. It just isn't. I've learned to not only like him over the course of covering his entire career, but also to trust him. Uh, He's been one of my beacons in that locker room. When things are going screwy and when you can't really make sense of what's happening in a given situation. Dave was the guy who would help set me straight. Even when he completely disagreed with a premise of mine that I'd carried into that room, I'd open up my ears and listen and trust what he had to say. It is no fun saying anything, anything, that even comes across as critical of him. He's had a tremendous career. But as we've seen from other moves or at least discussion points that the Steelers have made or had already this offseason, team comes first. What's best for the team comes first, whether you're a special teams guy a franchise quarterback, or an all-pro guard. And 
I don't know that keeping Dave after the kind of season that he just had, one that painfully suggested he really, really didn't want to keep going, is the best move for the 2021 Steelers. He'd literally be riding out a contract. He'd be performing in a setting without the guys he'd been with all along, without that same sense of camaraderie, chemistry, uh, purpose, let's all of us finally get to the Super Bowl, all the stuff that they would all talk about, they'd all be gone. They'd all be gone. You can roll your eyes at this if you want, but I'm not guessing at it. I've gotten to know him pretty well, and I know what makes him tick, and I also what makes him I also know what makes him not tick. And I'm not crazy about the idea of having this player consuming this much of a cap hit on this roster if he isn't going to be all in. Now, let's throw let's throw out the possibility that he was significantly hurt or held back in some form or other uh, physically because there's at least tangential evidence to suggest that if you go back to the beginning of training camp at Heinz Field when he'd be in one day, out the next, uh, he'd look like he was ready to go again and then he'd be out for another two weeks. He started the season and then he was out for another week. Uh, Whatever that issue was, Whatever was there. And remember, they, they, yes, they do announce injuries in football, but that doesn't mean you get the full scope of it. David DeCastro is, I'm going to say it again, it's just somebody it's really hard to say anything bad about, but it was such a bad season, and it was such a bad look. A lot of the stuff uh, that I've already mentioned, but just in general, this team was a last gasp, you could argue, for winning a Super Bowl with that group that he loves. And that was the level of performance slash commitment slash dedication slash energy that you got from him. What would make anyone think that 2021, where the team's expectations are going to be significantly lower, where there's no 11-0 start to further build up your belief that, hey, this could be the year, what would make anyone believe that that's going to be different? I'm not liking it. I don't think the Steelers will do anything about it other than maybe hope for the best with some of the changes in the coaching staff, including for the offensive line and maybe some kind of great big pep talk, rah-rah, whatever. But Dave is his own guy. He just is. He's his own guy. No one's going to get into his head and flick a light switch on for him. He's got to do that himself. I don't know that he wants to anymore, and I'm worried about it. And when we come back, just one question.
question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Big Tuna, who asks, my question refers to yesterday's podcast, do you think Ramon Foster would have joined your team at DK Pittsburgh Sports if you hadn't been able to talk to him in person two years ago had the pandemic happened a year earlier or was his joining the site already a possibility? For anybody who doesn't know what Big Tuna is referring to, Ramon Foster, of course, the Steelers' former guard, is a columnist now at DK Pittsburgh Sports, our parent site of this particular podcasting network. He does a tremendous job for us. I now have fans of the Penguins and Pirates asking if we can find some version of Ramon to do those kinds of columns on hockey and baseball. I said, no, I can't. I can't because there's only one Ramon. The easy answer to your question, Tuna, is wow, no. I mean, we're missing a lot with the face-to-face interactions with everybody, not just really outgoing and engaging people like Ramon. I, I could go around the Steelers' entire room and out of 53 guys in there, I could give you maybe two or three of them at the very most that we could develop anything remotely resembling an actual relationship over something as ice cold as Zoom calls. And I think that's one of the reasons why there are certain players on the Steelers roster who maybe in a normal situation would have caught on with the public, might have been liked a little bit more had there been some personal interaction or engagement. The guy I'm thinking of, actually, as I say this, is Eric Ebron, who's really, really super outgoing. He's the guy that when he sits down at the Zoom call and he looks at the screen and sees whatever it is, 12, 16 of us there, and he just goes, hey, guys, what's up? I mean, he's, he's just a, a fun guy. I, I don't want him back at tight end, but I'm throwing this out for personality purposes. Well, Ramon is all that times 20. But at the same time, one of the things that happens in these settings is that not everything that you discuss is with a, a, a microphone or a camera stuck in somebody's face. You just talk to people. And... What was strange about the relationship that Ramon and I had back in his playing days was there were times he'd ask me more questions than I'd ask him. He was fascinated by this part of the business. And the best curveball I think I've gotten since starting DK Pittsburgh Sports from anybody in any context came when Ramon agreed to work for us. I waited until about a month after his retirement because I didn't want to just jump right in. You know, let him settle himself, let him do some stuff with his family, let him cut the grass, whatever else to feel like, hey, this is the next chapter of my life. 
and we used to joke. At least I thought it was joking over the years. Hey, you're gonna come. You're gonna come work for us. You're gonna you're gonna be at DK Pittsburgh Sports. He goes, you know what? I am. I am. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> so we get to this point. I reach out to him and I say, hey, Moan. You know, I, I'm ready for you. You know, you tell me. You write the script. You tell me how you'd want this job to go. Because if I come in and I impose something and I say, this is how it's going to be. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. I got no chance. Uh, Not no chance of getting a yes. He might say yes, but I got no chance of getting his best work, what he's most comfortable with, to bring out the best parts of him. So I threw out a couple of options. He could do some writing. He could also do things like this, podcasting. We could do video work if that's what he wanted to do. And maybe he would see us as some kind of, you know, launching pad or stepping stone to a position like, let's say, Ryan Clark has with ESPN now. So I just put everything on a plate. He said, you know what, give me a day. Next day I hear from him, and this was the curveball. I want to write. Really? Like, I didn't even know he could write. So I'm thinking at first, okay, maybe he actually can't write. And we're going to have to really, really help him out. But I didn't say this out loud. But he wanted to write. That was his choice. So are you sure? Without, you know, being insulting or whatever else here. He said, no, I'm sure. This is this is what I feel like I'd like to do. Uh, just sit down at my... Uh, at, at my laptop and just, you know, express myself and my feelings on different subjects. All right, okay. So the rest is history. The man can write. Uh, we've had some dialogue. Uh, he and I, I've, I've kind of coached him up, for lack of a better way to describe it. I, I was his Mike Munchak in this regard, where I said, one thing above all the rest, and that was this. What you have going on in that head of yours is fantastic. Find a way to get it from your head to your fingertips, and you'll be fine. Apply no filters. Don't think of it as writing. That hurts people in the process so much. They start getting back to like college-level stuff where they're worried about what the professor will think. Don't do that. He's already got the hardest part of the equation. And that's all the knowledge, the experience, but also the imagination, the humor, and everything else that he comes with. Don't let anything stop it from brain to fingertips. And that's how he's rolled. That's how he's rolled. He's written about the Steelers uh, from a critical standpoint at times when they've merited it. He's written about issues with football, issues with sports that relate to youth sports, uh, the way parents handle their kids based on some of his own experience because his kids are playing youth baseball right now. He wrote about racial injustice last summer when that was the big topic, wrote about it passionately, wrote about it from the heart, wrote about it from having lived it can't recommend that particular column strongly enough. Uh, Yeah, you can see where you're getting me to to go here. I'm getting kind of, I 
I've really appreciated having this man in my life. He's 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 something. And no, I absolutely could not have gotten to know who he is, what he's all about, and how much he could mean, not just to our little business, uh, but to me personally, without having been in that locker room. And I'm looking forward to getting back in that locker room and all the locker rooms of the teams that I cover so that I can hopefully someday meet more people and appreciate them the same way that I do with Ramon. Thanks so much for asking this. You can tell, I think, just from my answer how much I enjoyed having a chance to address that. Uh, And thanks to everybody for listening. We will do this again tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.